With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For many of our local darts players, they're going to have a very big opportunity the next weekend to qualify for the World Darts Championships with the Oceanic Darts Masters. New Zealanders have quite often been able to compete, but of course the last few years uh, COVID has ruled that out. But there's quite a few Kiwis travelling over this coming weekend and uh, Mickey and I are kind of going to run through some of the players to keep an eye out on for that and also discuss Damon Hetter's incredible win at the Gibraltar Darts Masters. Mickey, mate, how are you tonight? Yeah, g'day, Ben. How you going, buddy? I'm, I'm doing all right. That's good to hear, mate. Very good to hear. How excited are you for the uh, Oceanic Masters this coming weekend? I'm absolutely buzzing. Uh, the first time in, uh, what, three years that we've had uh, an international field being able to get together again, and, and, and that's very exciting uh, just by itself. But um, to, to have the, the big tournaments back on as well, um, really buzzing for this weekend. Yeah, it should absolutely be incredible, and I'm expecting a, a really big player turnout, of course, with a whole lot of Australian players and, and New Zealand players as well, just fighting for one spot at Ali Pali. Yeah, look, it's it's going to be very, very tough, but um, whoever does take the uh, clinch for the, the final spot will know they've had to work incredibly hard just for that privilege. Exactly, and boy, Raymond Smith has already qualified, uh, and of course Damon and Simon, who compete on the PDC, will also be there, so we'll be hoping to add a, another Aussie to the ranks there. Who are some of the uh, guys that we should keep an eye out for? Because I know there are some very talented guys who might have seen some uh, at the recent uh, Queensland and New South Wales Darts Masters, and there's quite a decent or a really good uh, talent depth there in Australia. Well, it certainly is, um, and, and thankfully um, during lockdowns, uh, everybody kept on practicing because the darts I've been producing has been somewhat sensational to say the very least. But uh, yeah, Gigi Gordon Mathers, uh, he will be um, having a go at the uh, at the Oceanic. So um, obviously, uh, he, he's been on the PDC circuit after gaining his uh, tour card at Q School. So um, there's a big name to, to watch out for. Um, the likes of um, Matt Mullen, Jeremy Fagg, Stevie Fitzpatrick, uh, Robbie, Robbie King. I mean, there's, there's just so many at the moment that, um, that can do it. Tim Pusey, the magnet, um, another one that's uh, more than capable. It's, it's going to be a very, very strong Australian field. And I believe um, with, uh, with the guys and that coming over from, uh, from New Zealand, is it's an absolute plethora of New Zealand talent as well. Yeah, boy, uh, it was it looked absolutely. I don't know if you've kept up with the scores from today, but it looked like an absolutely brutal field. Absolutely, you know, tough. Uh, some of the 
top guys, you know, Mark Cleaver, uh, Caden Milne uh, didn't make it past the first kind of stage. And then you had a young guy like Jack Shepard, you know, reaching the last stage and Darren Heroini finding a bit of form again as well, reaching the semifinals, uh, you know, trying to fight for his first spot at uh, Ali Pali. So I don't know how many of these guys are actually coming over to Australia. Uh, I know some of them are, but I'm, well, of course, from my perspective, I'm hoping it's a Kiwi that goes through. Well, as you, as you know, I've just um, put it home from uh, from our own show. Um, luckily, the studio is just down the road. But um, I did say I'm going to welcome all of the, the Kiwi guys and girls that come over, um, as as I always will. They're, they're a great bunch of uh, lads and lasses. But uh, it's an Australian win all the way for me, unfortunately, Mark. <laughs> well, I can totally understand that. So you're going to give them a, a bit of a wel- welcoming hucker? Mate, I have enough trouble speaking English. <laughs> people, uh, people think I don't even do that properly. <laughs> uh, just, just putting it out there, I think there's a few, few of the guys over in Aussie that could give it a go. Uh, what about the, the chances of... Uh, we saw uh, Bailey Marsh make his uh, debut, his televised debut, and him and uh, as a uh, Brandon were over at the recent Youth uh, World Champs as well, and you know they gave it a good nudge and they played on the uh, on the Youth Circuit over there as well. They looks like they had a event on for that as well. So, what do you, what do you kind of think about the the current ranks and the depth of Australian darts in terms of these young guys coming through and really pushing some of these guys who have been around the scene for a while? Look, it's, it's incredibly strong at the moment, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brando did actually win a tournament uh, in Portsmouth that uh, Simon Whitlock took him to. Um, so that was a, a very strong field he came through there. I think he beat uh, within the final. Uh, as for Bailey Marsh, uh, absolute phenomenon. Um, when, he's, uh, when he's on form, he is very, very, very difficult to beat. And um, he's very similar to Corey Cadby in many ways in the fact that he believes in his own ability and nobody uh, worries him when he steps up to the hockey. Um, that's probably where the, um, the, the similarities end. Uh, Bailey, uh, <laughs> a bit of a bogan, but a great lad, <laughs> truly a, a great lad. He really is. He's a lovely fella. Um, and I didn't mention those two purely because... Um, there's, there's a lot of names out there that uh, are going to be feeling the pressure. And, of course, the youngsters coming in for this, um, and we do call them youngsters, um, don't, they don't need any extra pressure. So I, I didn't actually mention their names. Oh, no, that, that's totally fair enough. Totally fair enough, mate. Uh, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, how, it's just good having the international players back. It's... It's just brutal, and it's really hard to even when you put all these players together. It could literally come down to it could just be like a little slight advantage in the draw by avoiding a certain player that could see one of these guys get through. Because you know, if you if you were to kind of pick who you think would actually win it, regardless, they're going to have to overcome a very tough field, but it, they might get a little favour come their way or something, which could be the difference. Look, I think it's going to be a case of... I was at uh, some recent tournaments down in Geelong uh, for the ADC, and uh, there, normally in a tournament, you have what they call the board of death. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a really strong board that's, that's randomly picked and thrown together. Down at that particular tournament, 
every single um, qualifying stage was the board of death. And I expect absolutely nothing less when we get down to the Ruler Bowls and Recreation Club this weekend. I absolutely believe that the, the amount of talent that's going to be there now that uh, travelling restrictions are, are pretty much up and, and, and over, um, the, the, the amount of talent that's going to be turning up, there's not going to be an easy board. It's going to be a case of you miss, I hit. And I honestly think we are in for some stunning tungsten. Every time I seem to play in a darts tournament, I always seem to get the board of death. So I, I know exactly how that feels. But uh, talking about uh, just taking those chances and just uh, missing and hitting doubles, Damon Hedder, boy, yeah, it would have been a bit of a it would have been a bit of a nervous wreck this morning waking up and, and seeing that finale. Well, what a what a final, what an yeah. absolute final! And look, they both had their chances. But um, um, I was saying earlier, um, Damo, I think. Um, particularly getting over the likes of Joe Cullen, uh, 6-1. Um, Joe has been a bit of a thorn in his side recently, and um, for him to finally come back, I feel like something has, has clicked in, in between the ears. Now he knows he's got the beating of them. And then to go on and beat the likes of uh, Van Gerwen in a, in a semi-final, who, who turned out to me when I suggested to him that um, you know, he was on the way back. He said, I'm not on the way back, I am back. Um, that is the confidence of Michael Van Gerwen, and he's taken him on, and he's come back from four-one, from five-two, from six-four down to take the last three legs in thirty-nine darts, uh, hitting nine one-eighties along the way, absolutely stunning. And then to hold his nerve in the final against Peter Wright, I mean, yeah, he's knocked off three of the top sixteen players in the world in quick succession. That is going to do wonders for Damon Hetter, and, and I expect him to do exceptionally well. I know we've got a, a European one coming up um, in a couple of weeks' time, but I expect Damo to go very, very deep now in, in the, uh, the Grand Slam, and uh, I'm particularly looking forward to seeing how well he does in the Worlds come December. Yeah, Great time of the year to hit form because it's just darts, darts, darts uh, for a long way from now to the end of the year. And Damon's drawn Vincent van der Voort in that first round of uh, the European Championship and the Grand Slam draw is not done until closer to the time, I believe. I I've, I've messaged, messaged Damon, you know, of course, to congratulate him, but I was kind of wondering, do you think part of it, because it was a bit of a surprise. I, I, know, I don't want to be mean saying that because Damon's a top player, but he would probably admit himself he hasn't his form has probably hasn't been there of late. And I wasn't too sure if that was just because he was it was he was just happy coming home after such a long time being away. But he's kind of now got over that hump, and now he's back over there. He's back in the grind of things, and that's probably helped contribute uh, towards uh, the win. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's, um, he was very forward in saying that when he got back to Australia that um, he didn't spend a lot of time on a practice board because he'd not been home for, for close to three years. So it was uh, more important that he caught up and spent time with his family. But uh, it, I think it was quite poignant that um, Peter Wright said um, in his uh, runners-up uh, interview that Damo has been um, unlucky in the fact that um, in a lot of the tournaments he's uh, he's been playing in, he's been drawing the tougher players. And he's been losing by the odd leg here and there. He's been taking it down to a final leg or missing out by the odd one here and there. And, and that's um, 
he was going out in in his sort of like first round proper's, which is um, very unlike Damon. He's he's one of these lads that um, he, he quietly goes about his business. You you don't generally get too much um, theatrics from him, uh, apart from when he wins the World Cup of Darts, of course. Um, but um, at the end of the day, I, I just think it was that little that little mental. Um, thing that, that that was stopping him players seem to be the monkey on his back and i think he's he's just shoved three of those straight off now he knows he's got the beating of, of cullen of van gerwen and uh, peter wright and he, he knew this before but i think it's finally registered now and uh, being back obviously over in the uk and and, and going around europe uh, on, on the tour um, he's obviously back into that frame of mind and, and obviously he's picking up uh, his practice routines again so I think it's a little combination of things that's really propelled him to, towards this win. And it's it's a win we knew was coming. It wasn't a matter of if, it was when. And now he's got this one, I want to see him push on. Mickey Brock, thank you so much for your time tonight. I'm assuming the uh, latest Darts Down Under episode will be up on your Facebook page very, very soon. It will be very, very shortly. Uh, young Mr. Jones will be popping that up uh, on, on our uh, Dust Down Under site. And uh, the interview I did with Bob Harrington is actually on our YouTube site. So if um, you want to catch up with that one, uh, just go to Dust Down Under YouTube. You'll find all the, uh, the interviews there. We will do. Mickey Brock, thank you so much for your time tonight and all the best. And uh, we'll talk again soon, eh? Absolute pleasure, mate. Anytime. Mickey Brock there from Darts Down Under.